0: You're listening to... Whoa! Potluck.
1: Potluck. And you're listening to the Collabcast, the podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. No. Welcome to the CollabCast episode 141. It is Monday, October the 9th, 2017.
0: How are you guys doing? Oh, happy Indigenous Peoples Day.
1: Happy Indigenous Peoples Day.
0: Love, Minji.
1: (coughs) We came into the office today and um, apparently didn't get the memo that it was a holiday.
0: Because we don't celebrate that holiday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah.
0: But we celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. Hearts...
1: We are actually recording on Monday today, uh, for once, so we can actually talk about the weekend and stuff that happened. But uh, how was your weekend, Minji? (laughs) Oh, by the way, I'm Marvin (laughs) Yue.
0: I'm Minji Chang.
1: And we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop culture in Asian America. And it's just us this week, so deal with it.
0: Uh, no people are happy yeah i've heard people say that they they enjoy when they're you know they love the guests of course but like when it's, they don't mind they're like oh when it's just you marvin yay <laughs> and honestly again we always there's there's always kind of like a regroup point because we work a lot but we don't get to catch up on a lot of our
1: thoughts yeah time. um i guess we should bring this up on the top of the show which is um Please like and review. <laughs> and um, uh, For those of you who never make it to the end, I know there's some of you guys are out there. Um, we would really appreciate it if you'd give us a rating review on iTunes. If you do like what you hear, it really helps us out. And uh, we don't really, you know, ask.
0: No, we need to know. make that more of a thing. Yeah. I concur. Top and at the bottom. And <laughs> I just shout out to people who already have been doing that. Seriously, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because that's amazing for you to take a second to leave that rate you know, the rating and the review and the people left such nice comments. Yeah. We read them and they mean so much to us. So again, if you haven't gotten, if we have, if you haven't reached uh, the end of uh, these podcasts, we do read them and we really appreciate them Yeah, and shares too. I see, we see you guys like retweeting and everything. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. And thanks to those of you who write to us, um, via email, uh, we we do encourage you to write into the show for episodes like this where we can talk about your emails and answer any questions. And we didn't get any questions in the past couple of weeks, but we did get an email from uh, one of our listeners, Long Vo, who does interact with us on Twitter. Uh, he wrote a really nice email talking about how um, how much he appreciates what we do. Um, Thank you, Mom. which I will we have to. You. I forgot to um, for the Minji. So I'm going to have to. Was being
0: selfish <laughs> and greedy with um, our fan mail. Yeah, and fine, but. I'm very grateful.
1: Yeah, so this is a um, Marvin Minji episode. Um, it's probably just gonna be all hot takes, round table, just what's on our minds, catching up. Yeah. So actually, I do have a feature topic we can talk about afterwards. But is it
0: the aim thing?
1: It is the aim. Okay, thing.
0: Okay, we can talk about <laughs> it. I'll which is the death
1: it. of aim? Which is to us like a death of our. Ch- yeah. It's like um, I had it Amazing explained to me. Amazing
0: <laughs> grace.
1: <laughs> I had it explained to me on a podcast. To listen to you know like the old. Like coffee shop or store that you used to go to as a kid in your hometown, but you haven't gone to in a while, like a bowling alley mm-hmm. that suddenly closes. Um, and like since you, you, yeah. haven't, you haven't visited in a long time, but still like a You're deep like, why? important part of your childhood it's supposed to
0: exist forever, right? So that I can <laughs> so I can share it with my children.
1: Right. We need to know what angel baby girl sixty eight.
0: That was not me. <laughs> I had a different version.
1: Has to say, um, but yeah, what we're gonna. Um, We're going to reminisce about our old AIM days. Um, But first, let's get to our roundtable. Every week we talk about what's on our mind in the world of pop culture in Asian America. Um, But actually, you know what? I just realized um, we never really talked about the Vegas incident last week. We didn't. We
0: didn't. didn't. And yeah, that's what was like. (laughs) That laugh is like, (laughs) there's so much. And they don't want this to turn, it, yeah, turn into a downer. But th- this is just what's happening, and and it would be, I, I feel irresponsible not to acknowledge it. And honestly, I didn't know because we were, um, I was on set the Monday after, you know, the morning after. I was on set starting at four in the morning, so I. I want to fully acknowledge. Like I didn't even get out a, a Facebook post or you know, like there's certain things that I wanted to do, and then I didn't know how to backtrack because after that I it just I put it on mine and like I was delirious and I'm I'm sick. I'm still congested and everyone gets to hear my Phoebe voice. Um, but you know, no, it absolutely matters. It was absolutely heartbreaking, and just want to fully acknowledge that. We didn't put up a public post. And it was the same day that we found out that our friend AC Lorenzo passed yeah. away suddenly. Um, so it was a lot, you guys. I just... Uh.
1: Yeah, and one of our friends actually, a bunch of our friends knew some of the people who were killed during the Vegas incident too. And just like a lot of, like it sucks that things are becoming more and more personal, right? Things are happening so often enough that like, you can't help but know someone who knows someone who knows someone directly that, are be, that is being affected, and this goes not only with the the um, the the shooting in Vegas, but also like things that are happening with DACA, with like
0: with everything. Yeah. But specifically with the the mass shootings, I mean, we along with everybody else, it's it's very disturbing how normal it's becoming right because there's still the shock and there's still the headline of you know it's the it's the deadliest mass shooting to date but also like how many have we had of these right And personally just to fully acknowledge I I have been to funerals for people who were shot in mass shootings. I went um, one of the one of my former collaboration San Francisco staff um, his cousin was killed in the Oakland. Community College that that shooting that happened, his cousin was shot and killed, and she was a beautiful, amazing, bright young woman, Korean American woman. And um, my friend, one of my best friends in the entire world, he was supposed to be at the Aurora shooting, the one in the movie theater, the the um, what was it? Batman was it? Um, that screening. He was supposed to be at that screening, and he mm-hmm. was tired and lazy and decided to go to a later one. Thank God. But wow. he was gonna. He was supposed to be at that one. Yeah. And then now uh, Michelle Vo, who is one of the victims of the Las Vegas shooting um at the country music festival. Apparently was
1: an active member of the Bay Area Asian American community. Yeah. So a lot of people a lot of our friends were, yeah. knew
0: her and and our condolences and it's just absolutely absurd absurd to me. And I personally am a really big advocate or proponent for gun control for I mean, it's just whoa. What does it take?
1: Yeah, it's this podcast probably isn't a place to go off on that just because of our position as a as a non profit. Um, I'm not exactly sure what we can and can't say. Besides the fact that I feel like common sense requires like us to figure out why this keeps happening. Figure out is, is there any way to like if not policy wise culturally-wise? That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. Like,
0: to me, it doesn't... this is why it's frustrating. That's annoying <laughs> to me. I'm just be real. Like, it's frustrating that that is a... That it is a political thing or that it's something that I'm not allowed... Okay, first of all, I'm going to... Well, first of all, <laughs> I'm going to talk about it on my own podcast, which I do. And... um, But, like, why? This is this is nothing that... Like, this is a health issue to me. Yeah. This is health and societal and cultural and it has policy is like it's there. I understand. And policy dictates a lot of the behaviors that we have. Look at smoking, look at alcohol, look at uh, sex, look at all these other things that are influenced by politics, but also like, but also, no, this is like my right to like be in a safe space and like not fear for my life. And I don't know. It's just, it's really deep you guys. And this is not us trying to avoid the topic. Um, i don't know i don't even know how to
1: i mean yeah we can have opinions and our opinion is yeah like something obviously the status quo isn't working right whatever the status quo is whatever the status quo um, whatever whatever our approach right now is to um gun safety and things like that like and a lot of things aren't working and that's then it becomes the role of like the government society to of society right yeah
0: I say it's us. And this is my thing with the leadership thing. I mean, I'm not telling how to vote, but and this is, this comes back to the fact that Asians don't vote, Yeah, <laughs> that for a lot of different reasons, I mean, whether that is true apathy or feelings of, um, not being able to make a difference or, you know, like, why should I vote? It doesn't make any, you know, for a lot of different reasons. The data, the facts are: we don't show up to vote, yeah. right? And that's that's troubling to me because that's a very disempowering thing to be like to be occupying space and time in this time space continuum. <laughs> now I'm getting meta, but like we're all alive and we're we're living in 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 places where we have the ability, the right, the ability, the right, the privilege, the responsibility to make these kinds of decisions. Yeah. So that's like my thing with the Asian American community is like, I would love for you guys to exercise that right. Yeah. If you have it.
1: And I know we all, we're all active because we get really active when it comes to whitewashing and media representation. I know, especially on, on this podcast, because we're, we're a media entertainment organization, and we do focus a lot on that. But on messaging and things like yeah. that. like
0: because, Well, because the media does have... like we're, we're we're telling stories, right? Yeah. So those stories have impact. And that's what I was saying with like... Oh, I love Jenny's metaphor when we're at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. And she was saying like if Asian people gave like as much of a crap about politics as they did about food, food. reviews.
1: Yeah, or appropriation. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: About like when someone gets pissed off about how people responded to the pho incident mm-hmm. or to like you know, some off-handed comment about dim sum or
1: which is the best Korean barbecue. Or this we, whole business with like Jeremy Lin's hair, right? Right. Like, all this like... Like
0: if we cared enough about like like to, to, to equate that in any fraction even, honestly, to voting, I mean, I just believe that we would be better off as a society because there would be more of our repre- actual representation. And our saying? voice would
1: carry more weight in right. decisions right. that affect us. And We're brushed uh, off
0: because people don't see us coming out. They're like, well, why should I even fight for your vote? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> why should I cater? Like, they know because the numbers, y'all know that the numbers like are collected. This is like one of the most... <laughs> It just it's kind of like and I want to know what I am thinking out loud because I want to know what we can do to change that. I'm not trying to change the way you think. It's kind of like to what do we do to embrace the fact that we have the ability and the responsibility and the privilege to vote to make a change somehow in this minute way, either collectively or individually. And we're not taking up on it. Right,
1: And I feel like. Now more than ever, more and more people are becoming more politically aware because of like How this calamity is. and crisis that's been How happening awful. in our world. Uh. And I mean, on that note, also something that's been on my mind is, I guess this week, there's a hashtag that's trending called AAPI Action, which is being trended by a bunch of Asian American advocacy orgs. And it's basically a, it, it covers all the policy issues that affect asian americans when it comes to like daca dreamers immigration reform data aggregation disaggregation Disaggregation. things like that and things that like if you care about representation if you care about asian american voice in society and politics and culture like these are all the things you should be watching out for as well so i encourage our listeners to check it out it's hashtag aapi action and there's a lot of really good Like charts and data and graphics and...
0: Well, that's what I'm learning too. And this is what I fully acknowledge right when we were at election time and we're just kind of reflecting on, again, not which way to vote, but on voting itself, right? And I fully acknowledge like the things that I never discussed with my own parents, that it's not a cultural thing that I knew that my parents voted this way or that. I had no idea. I didn't even ask. Mm -hmm. So what I was learning again it kind of trickles down and you're just like not aware because you don't know what you don't know you're like oh i didn't i didn't know that we never talked about this i never knew that you voted in every election how can we never like i don't even know where you stand on xyz certain things i knew where my parents stood but others i was like completely oblivious yeah. and um again that cultural part it's it's cool like i get it but also then we have to make our own changes and what I see a lot of um, Asian Americans who suddenly get more active is like once they get married and have kids, right? So once it really does impact like your taxes and your, (laughs) the schooling and the zoning on your property, things like that. And I'm telling you things and bring it back to the homeowner, like
1: stuff you're, you care about now that you never thought you care about. Right. right? You're like,
0: why why does this even matter? (laughs) And like before it was not a thing and now it suddenly is like, we're trying to create that bridge right now, you guys. And this, bringing back to the original topic, things like gun control and things like what, um, you know, your city, county, state allow is within your control. There's a lot of regulations that happen on a very local level. Yeah. Which is why I feel very irresponsible. Like, oh, oh shit. Like, I never even looked into that. I never, I only cared about higher level leadership so say like the mayor or you know yeah commissioner, county commissioner or lieutenant whatever and i just those are the only things i cared about i would never look micro
1: that's actually interesting because so my girlfriend um she the way she votes is she unless it really really matters she doesn't look at the top level stuff at all she looks at the, all the propositions and what shout out to christine
0: Hart's to you, you're amazing girl
1: <laughs> and she was explaining to me that yeah that's because that's what really affects our day-to-day, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, that's totally right. And yeah. I, n- I didn't think of that. We always think, you know, bigger. Well, yeah. not we. I would think on a much larger scale. And there's only so much, honestly, that like the federal government does. And a lot of it is left to cities and counties and states.
1: And I think that's the larger issue, right, is how do you convince people that voting is much more than choosing who, pre- who the president is? For sure. Right.
0: For sure. It's a lot of things. It's like yeah. dictating literally you guys, how your money is going to get spent. And again, the older I get, I'm like, how <laughs> my money being spent? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you're paying into something and you don't give, you don't give a shit how it goes.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> like literally money being spent that you're, you're paying them.
0: Also. Yeah. And right. And like, if the leadership, what I'm also saying like is leadership, if they're being irresponsible or if they are not acting in accordance in service of the community that they are representing, I'm sorry, sir or ma'am. You can kindly, gently GTFO because why? Like, you're again, it's kind of okay. I'm just gonna put a real micro, and this is personal (laughs) anecdote, but from like high school, right? Mm -hmm. I was in student leadership, and I know because I did it. We made a lot of decisions. We made uh, my team and I, and thank God I love them to this day. I have so much love and respect for Christina and Casey. We were the Mm -hmm. three C's. That's when I went by Christine. And, you know, the three of us were senior class officers, right? And the three of us made a lot of decisions on a very micro level for the 500 people. It was 489, actually, in my class that we made decisions on prom, on graduation, on Every event, you know, related to that, the songs that we would have, we made decisions on what kind of budget, what kind of DJ we chose. We we set the vibe, right? That was our job as elected <laughs> officials of yeah. the senior class. And to this day, we're still planning every reunion. It's our responsibility to serve our class. Do you know what I'm saying? So on a ma- macro level of that, on expanded, like what we were taught in high school, shout out to Mr. Fuller, I love you. Um <laughs> He was very much instilling, your job as a leader is to serve. Your job is to make sure that the people in your class, because the only reason why they'll show up to the prom is that they feel like it's a fun event and they feel like it's a reflection of their experience as seniors. You know yeah. what I mean? He he helped kind of bring it bigger picture. So I honestly equate it. It's the same thing, which is why that there's so much uh, discontent Right, with different leaderships. And that's fair. Because, but like, also, if you didn't do anything to <laughs> to alter that yeah. at any given point, let's take a step back and look at that, too. And it's not to condemn you, but also say, look, that's not completely out of your control. Yeah. That's not true. That's s- not true.
1: Step one is just to understand that your vote does matter. Yeah. Take a look at that ballot sheet, that, that ballot booklet that they send you, and look at what's being voted on. For right.
0: real, for real. Like, turn on your favorite song, <laughs> and commit. You know what? ten minutes? I'm gonna read this. Even skimming it would be better. Like opening it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I put a lot of those in the recycle bin. Not gonna lie, I've been that girl. I was like, <gasps> more spam. It's like the paper equivalent to spam. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> delete, delete. And I just don't feel like there's too much at stake now. Like I feel I can't throw it away with the same like irreverence. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And, so anyway i mean part of it might be that we're a late blooming generation i feel like just because we're we're becoming homeowners later we're for sure we're getting married, getting married, getting married later, later if they get married yeah
0: there's a lot i mean there's a lot and so i get we get it but also stuff's got to move
1: yeah make your make your voice heard so it's so
0: we, have we, like, we, we didn't we mean have, like, to turn this into we
1: have like multiple things going against us like momentum wise or we have the millennial kind of um, we want to do things ourselves.
0: I think use that to our benefit, yeah. though.
1: And we have like the Asian like. There's a barrier. I right? think so yeah. for sure. I think so.
0: It's just again, we as humans prioritize different things, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends that like I've grown up with they have really prioritized financials, right? That is what has been instilled in them. And I'm not saying that's wrong because girlfriend, I'm like on that page now. Yeah. But like from a very young age, they'll be like, no, everything that matters is school and money, right? right. For other people, it might be school and church.
1: Yeah, your world is like kind of very narrow. Right. right? It's, well, it's you just and like, yours and...
0: Based on who's, yeah. who's, who's building that yeah. for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying, I don't feel like I was ever raised in any way to be political. It was never a part of any narrative (laughs) of my culture, right? It was family, it was church, it was school. And it was work. It was those four things and nothing else. I don't really because those are things it that It wasn't like relationships. Are in,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was just like, mine. <laughs> like things that are in your control, right? These right. these are things that you can control and right. you can you can dictate on like a very micro level. Like right. I do something. There's an action, right? right? With politics and with policies, those are more long term. But if you take a second to think about what can give me the most benefit, and we're we're talking pure like capitalism, if it like as it's supposed to work. Like, and how it, how it has worked, right? Like, you think about what will give you the most um, benefit or the most money f- going forward, and you realize there's only so much you can do on your own. You mm-hmm. need those government subsidies, you need those tax right. breaks, and you need right. those things to ma- further maximize that. Otherwise you're, like, that,
0: pushing a bigger boulder up a hill. Right. Right? Like, either it can be, like, a pebble, or it can be a rock, <laughs> or it could be a stone, or, you know what I mean? Or it yeah. could be a freaking boulder. And
1: that's the difference between, like, In terms of like political activation, like playing checkers and playing chess. Right. Right. Like thinking 10 steps ahead and thinking next move.
0: Right. Right. For sure. I'm still learning that. Like it's still very bewildering and I'm not going to lie. It's like it's super overwhelming at times and I go through a lot of different emotions of like honestly feeling really guilty that uh, why am I starting so late? Like I'm so old. I'm like a grown up at this point and I don't even know these basics and sometimes that can kind of revert me back to like well then why bother? You know what I mean? Like leave it to the people who know and like I just won't know. I've felt that before.
1: And and I mean on that note, I I think that's why Organizations like AAJA, organizations like Eighteen Million Rising, and yeah. all these organizations who are putting in that work. So all you need to do is read.
0: Literally, just making it easier.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's that's why hashtags like API Action and and orgs like that are important because, like you're not alone in this like there are people helping you people supporting you like you have you hold the power but you have like a whole set of advisors that are like here are things that you here are the important things for each of these right right
0: everything is a click away too and sometimes yeah. honestly I feel like that can be a setback of like there's so much information you're kind of like I don't even know how when if I want to start right yeah so anyway it's you know this is a this is an extremely hard time I mean it's only a week after and we as humans do our best to normalize and to heal like so it's a survival mechanism we're not we're not gonna some people will go really big with it because they're very directly impacted and then even in that again our coping mechanisms are to just like
1: bear try it, to right, bear yeah. it
0: and and get through it so i'm not saying that like yes absolutely do what you need to do to feel okay but at the same time the consequence of inaction or the consequence of kind of throwing your hands up in the air and being like well I don't know what to do about that <laughs> one there are things to do yeah. right and again what's the cost if this if this happens again which a lot of people are just like it's it's just so sad it's just really sad and I want us to take a second I'm not trying to be a downer but this is reality saying if we're going to take that in and being like wake up to another headline God knows where God knows when and I don't want that to happen but statistically speaking we're at what we're almost at the end of the year and we've had like hundreds of mass shootings already
1: Mass shootings, shootings in general. Yeah, like it's not only are like we against ourselves; the freaking earth is against us too, right? right. We have hurricanes and like just extreme weather. Like it's like a lot. So there's of so stuff.
0: much to juggle emotionally. Yeah. So it's like easy to shut down. And I feel you. And I'm sending you a massive hug. And I'm a really good hugger, so it's a good one. But also, just. If, if everybody, this is my other thing, is like let's all collectively shoulder some burden. That's the sense of community. Here's my thing is that like when I feel like I'm the only person that cares, it feels really overwhelming. But when I see that there's solidarity and unity saying like, oh, you know what? Like we all are hurting from this. And then yeah. I can kind of like virtually or physically put my hands on other people's shoulders and say, you know what? We're all gonna deal with this together and kind of spread out the responsibility saying like you know what marv and christine and aubrey you know like my friends if you guys do your little bit then i don't have to do as much you know what i'm saying and then through that we can all get through this together yeah we do all do our little piece and then it won't take such a big fight
1: yeah and that's the beauty of community that's the beauty of just knowing that you have people that have your back and knowing that it doesn't it's not just you and yours it's Expands much more further, much further than what you can physically see. For feel, sure, right?
0: Honestly, like I want any person that's contemplating, and this actually happened to me in middle in high school. I was a senior. I have so many high school anecdotes today, but I was in, <laughs> well, I was a we senior. We were talking
1: about aim later, so yeah, yeah, And
0: I was in the library using the computer, using the internet because my phone at that time did not have internet.
1: Nineties problems.
0: Yeah, ni- no, two thousands, but my phone was it was a camera phone, but it didn't have like. It was not a touch, you know, web. And I'm dating myself.
1: Well, that didn't come out till like, you know, six years right. after. Right, so
0: until we were <laughs> in college. Or after, maybe.
1: But, um, 2000, 2008, I want to say. Okay, yeah. yeah. So
0: I was at school using the internet in the library. Kid next to me is a freshman. Clearly, he looked like a child. He was looking up guns. He was looking up guns on our school computer. A, I thought that wasn't even allowed because you know we had all these things blocked on our school computers. Like you couldn't—I don't think you could even use like certain searches. Like it was just—you know—it's a high yeah. school, so they're going to be strict. And I was so bad. I was like scared as shit. Real talk. I was just like, what is happening? Why is that kid looking up guns? And why is he sitting next to me? I was having a panic attack. But I had to stay really calm. I just like, you know, quietly close my browser. Got up. I'm going to go now. And then I walked up to the librarian. I was like, that kid over there. She's looking at guns. Please help me. Like, And then she walked up. to I heard her because I just like pretended I was looking at books. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Hi, um are you doing school related? That's what she said. She's like, "I do school related work on the computers. That's what these are reserved for." And he shut that down and got got out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a kid next to me at my own high school was looking up guns on the internet. In this was 2003. So, I'm just saying like they there are their issues. Yeah. And I don't want this to happen and 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 it's close and it's just unnecessary, right? Um, we all want to be safe. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't want that to ha- anybody. If I know that the next person next to me is safe and sound and sane and happy and not feeling belligerent, whether it's physically or on the road or anywhere, then I'm safe too. Yeah. He's a very mutually beneficial happy.
1: Oh, I feel like there's so much we can go with this. Yeah. Because we can go straight into like, speaking of like feeling safe, like, harvey weinstein that was my table topic um but um, <laughs>
0: another bright note t- <laughs> in society
1: <laughs> um we can probably talk more on that later on maybe
0: i uh, can i uh, can i say i mean it's yeah, yeah. it's very relevant right now because he just got fired and i'm doing a dance in my chair.
1: yeah there's a certain way of doing things that just can't fly anymore and i'm glad to see that more people are speaking out. more people are like not hiding behind, like, oh, that's just the way it is. I
0: mean, that's the thing, though. So, like, a lot of people are responding with, like... There's a lot of responses, like, welcome to Hollywood. And I get that. I understand why there's... So, that's... But also, I'm like, so is... Again, is that... Is that what you're gonna leave it at? I mean, I get it. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, really, though? So, the respect of a woman, like, her sanity, her safety is not equivalent to something that you would, like, vocalize in a publication and... Well, but, like really
1: I mean here's the thing that I Not learned surprised. from, and we're gonna go into our quick break after this, but it's 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 a Minji Marvin episode so we can play it um, loose whatever. Know, whatever we already took like half an hour on our on our, on our first topic, but um i was, I've been listening to the constitutional podcast from Washington Post, which is a great kind of deep dive into just the Constitution and a lot of like the amendments how it came to be, and something that I learned, and I don't know why i didn't No, I I was new, but I didn't know like the specifics. It's like the Equal Opportunity Act was passed by Congress, but was never ratified as an amendment, Mm. so it's still not law. So that's why, like, women having equal pay to men is not required by law, it's It's not not, constitutional. It's not what's not a constitutional right.
0: Wow,
1: right? This, um, how do we
0: make this happen, Marvin? Please
1: teach. Well, this amendment has been like I think a couple states away from being ratified, okay, for like the last 40 years. Wow. Yeah.
0: So that's why it's still 76 of the dollar?
1: That's why that's not illegal. This amendment, the equal opportunity amendment, would have made that illegal, but there was Someone's a time getting out of to her it. chair right now <laughs> you should look into it
0: no this is the yeah. new challenge this is the like this again this is, but like we gotta we gotta rise to the occasion right yeah. that's how i'm looking at this you know i'm not gonna wait until everything settled down because currently don't see that happening anytime <laughs> soon and i'd currently and i also don't want to spend the rest of my life in some constant state of uproar yeah but i don't want to be exhausted to the point of apathy That's what I'm struggling with right now. Yeah. Because there are things that deserve our outrage, right? Yeah. And they're just coming up one thing (laughs) after another. And then on the other side, the consequence of me, you know, preserving sanity and removing, I mean, we got to take breaks. Yeah. But if we completely disconnect and completely just say, you know what? I'm back out of all these conversations. You do that Homer Simpson thing where you're like backing into the bushes. I'm not here. (laughs) Then, then you know, what's the quote? It's like the worst thing that you can do is for good men to stay silent.
1: Yeah, and women. Yeah, and trans
0: and everybody for good people to stay silent.
1: Yeah, like what did it take? Like I think it was like the only thing that evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Yeah, or something. There you
0: go. I like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah. I mean, and fundamentally, like the source of all our problems or a lot of our problems is just. The fact that, like, for certain amounts of people, be it corporations or people in power or something, they don't see everyone as human beings. Yeah. Right?
0: Let's, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, a
1: lot of, like, a lot of amendments in the Constitution are, like, things that, like, okay, black people are people now. Right? Yeah. Okay, women are people now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like funny that yeah. you
0: have to write that out on a document <laughs> and then like uphold that in a court of law. But that's what if that's what it takes then fine. That's what it takes. Yeah. Here's my thing with and and this goes you know that's one part of it. But as being Asian, right? As being an Asian woman, again, I could talk about this for ad nauseum. Listen to my podcast cuz I will. <laughs> and I'm gonna um I've spent vast majority of my life in one form or another and I don't I don't want it to be this way. This is like where I get oh, I get defensive because I'm not trying to... I don't want to be a victim of nothing. I'm like my own damn woman. I'm a grown-up. I'm a human. I just want to like live my life with respect and integrity. Kind of it. That's it. Yeah. And um, I get... I feel like I'm always on the defense, like ready to be harpooned for like, oh, you're making it an issue. You're making it a girl issue. But case in point, though a lot of the stuff that I've dealt with has been because I'm a woman. And as, as a young age, like there were very clear markers and very clear rules in my life of what I could, could not do, could not say, in what tone, in what dress, with what hair, with what kind of makeup. From my culture, so much. Based on my gender. Saying, you're a girl, so you are but blah, blah, and you are not, da, 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 da. And that really honestly messed with me my whole life because for me, I've been a pretty, I haven't always been so outspoken, but I've had opinions and I've I've been smart. I like to read books, I like to think and ask questions. But for whatever reason, my personality has been a blemish or like, or an unseemly Mm -hmm. feminine, not an unfeminine trait. So and, then like it just inherently makes it so terrible for anybody who's then who's actually a victim of sexual ass- harassment, abuse, assault to even speak up about yeah. it
1: when it does happen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's like the it, it's, it's not like, but it's similar to the whole model minority thing, right? Like people have this box they put you in and anything outside of that is seen as like deviant or not the right way. Right. Right, and not to say that it's equivalent, but it's it's this this way of thinking. Like people are so quick to, like, to not think, right? right? To not think critically. To to like just rely on stereotype, rely on assumptions. That especially if you're not part of like the the majority, mm-hmm. people are so quick to like just assume things about you. And it's something any sort of minority faces, be it like Asians, Black people, women women and asian like like per, as like a, a asian-american dude like i know that there's a lot of things i got away with because of that right like, i didn't have to deal with i didn't have to deal with like you know my parents you know they'd comment on my weight but i know it's if i was female it'd be 10 times worse yeah
0: right right and if that just on that like if i could just deconstruct a woman's brain i wonder how much <laughs> of the volume i could allocate to like being obsessed with our looks just that but I mean okay because it's kind of a tangent but like it, it goes back to the thing I've definitely had disrespectful things said to me about me um that had no relevance to the thing at hand I've had coworkers joke saying like when we're at a happy hour to me it's an extension of work because these are people I have to work with I've had guys like send me as like the alcohol girl they're like she's gonna get more alcohol send the cute Asian girl which they thought was like complimenting me and then I'm supposed to like like and i was like so what The what What? like i and there's so many moments of like that that what yeah. like i'm sorry what just happened like you're just so kind of i i don't know where i am what's happening and a lot of things i read about the harvey Weinstein and a lot of these women i'm like i don't know what the hell i would do being asked to like massage him naked or like watch him shower what do you even say say when that's happening do you know what I'm saying and I've heard stories and I've again it's not to catalog everything because sadly there be too many things but I've heard so many from Asian women from non-Asian women from like people in general of like inappropriateness right and they don't know how to respond so they just smile that that's a big issue is like you smile because you're it's a defense mechanism because like I don't mm-hmm. want you to murder me I'm going to smile and laugh and then try to get out of there as soon as I can so men think that, you know, oh, she likes it. And you're like, it's not a problem. Like, why is everyone making such a big deal? There's so many layers to this and so much cultural, societal complicity, yeah. right? Which, which just, is that a word? Com- complicit yeah, behavior. Yeah, I mean,
1: we're not that far removed from a time when... Women were just thought of as property or like possessions.
0: And to a large degree, we still are. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I still have conversations, even like on dating. I was like, what? Like, I've been told by some men, like, oh, you should take this as a compliment. You should be, why are you so offended that that white men think that Asian women are exotic? I'm like, you're telling me what I should.
1: Okay. (laughs) I remember. Um, so in college, we, we used to work at Chargers games to, as fundraisers for our org. And this guy literally told my friend, oh, you're like a China doll. You're such a China doll. I've been told doll. that. I've and been told that. Yeah. And we're like, excuse me?
0: <laughs> excuse me what? <laughs> and so, yeah. So uh, the win with this, again, is certainly not far from over. But we're in entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're minorities within this entertainment industry. There's a lot of just backwards stuff. And it's going to take a long time for it to be right or to be in a place where we can feel okay yeah and i get that but i'm just like you know what i'm gonna take this w i take this w with yeah. open arms i want like drink champagne it's another statement
1: saying that you can be as the most powerful and like this guy made hits yeah right yeah. you can be almost super like bill everyone's cosby everyone's
0: watched like, a harvey weinstein movie yeah
1: you can be like you can be the king of hollywood this is not this is no longer gonna fly yeah this is no this hasn't been okay for a long time and now and and now it's now the consequences are severe yeah that's watch yourself
0: so it's kind of like that 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 whole thing like well what do you what do you think will make the bigger impact is it the potential consequence or is it the reward what you know Mm -hmm. and it's both honestly we're gonna we're gonna respect those who respect others yeah and if you don't if your homeboy can't handle being in the same room with a female without making her feel unsafe and dirty and like objectified, there's going to be consequences to that. Yeah. Right. And that, that message is sorely needed in Hollywood. And it's just ironic. People are saying like, Oh, you know Hollywood, and that's that's the problem because everyone's like, Oh, well, Hollywood tries to take on this whole moral compass that we're outside of, you know, yeah, that we're the ones to help dictate where society ought to go because we're the free thinkers and stuff. But like, we have to also check ourselves too,
1: yeah. So, word, and this is in in any industry, not just Hollywood, but any industry where this is happening. I, I guarantee it's not just, oh, for sure, it's not just Hollywood, for it's sure. like any like. Corp- like corporate like corporations companies like schools even like oh people who don't get yeah. the
0: attention i mean we're lucky because the hollywood thing is just because it's on a spotlight yeah they ask for that spotlight there's gonna be yeah a spotlight <laughs>
1: like it's <clears throat> i mean we, we see this movement in college campuses too right it's just like we're getting we're getting to a point instead <laughs> are getting to this point now where like yeah like rape culture is Vilified now. It's like it's not okay. Right. It should have never been okay. Right. And now it's like, yeah, like if you do this shit, you're going to get called out. You're going to face the consequences. Right. 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 And even if you don't face the official consequences, like Stanford Swimmer Boy, like you're going to face societal and cultural consequences. Exactly. Right.
0: So I've been put in that category with <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, clearly, this not this is just the latest example, but to me, it allows for more conversation there's there's definitely you know this is not yeah. a oh sl- a slap on the wrist this is bigger than that and you know it's going to cause a larger dialogue yeah. just so I, I implore you guys. I know that there's, again, for me, I believe that peop- there are way more respectful people out there than disrespectful. But at the same time, I know that there's a lot of discomfort in calling people out. Yeah. And um, not knowing how to handle that. And, you're, and as a woman, I fully like being scared of the repercussions. Like, what if I do say something? Is society, is my job, is this organization on my side if I do, you know? Yeah. In a lot of cases, I have not felt like, oh, yeah, if I say something, wh- what good is it going to do? That's honestly been a lot, a lot of the time.
1: Yeah. And um, again, it comes back to community. Like, if you feel like people will have your back, it becomes easier. It becomes like you worry less about retaliation. I right. Think that, yeah, you right. worry less about that.
0: Right. So, you know, progress, got to move forward. Yeah. This is a big milestone. I'm going to take the W, but, you know. Yeah. Somebody's just got to take the W and then be like, okay, yeah. and then onward.
1: Take the W. Um and on that note we're gonna take a quick break. And we'll B R B. And we'll be our And play the music now. Hey everyone! Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast. The Collabcast, of course, is a part of Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in arts and entertainment, discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the API community in North America and beyond. Um, you can find out more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. And speaking of collaboration... We have Empower. Oh, Minji's here.
0: Oh, she is. <laughs> so I'm, I magically merged right in front of you.
1: It's our first appearance on our collaboration break in forever. But, I mean, it's good timing. Why don't you tell us about Collaboration Weekend okay, 2017? Okay, so you
0: guys, hi. Um, Empower 2017 is coming up. It's a three-day weekend of just awesomeness. We're going to have a comedy night. We're calling with, with loving uh, humor Collaboration AF. Okay. Collaboration. I can't all say You know what it means. Collaboration AF. Which, as Freak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we are doing that in as partnership. Fleek,
1: fleek, as fleek. I, I changed the name.
0: Stop it. You can't rebrand. Stop fleek. rebranding. You can't change a trend. Um, so we're doing this in partnership with our amazing, amazing friends, Will Choi and Keiko Agena from the Asian AF comedy movement. If anybody is in New, uh, New York or LA, we have been blessed with this incredible comedy movement of stand up comedy, improv comedy, sketch comedy a musical comedy that's been taking over Upright Citizens Brigade and that's a very famous comedy school for those of you who don't know so we're doing that in partnership with them we're going to have stand-up we're going to have some music we're going to have some improv it's going to be incredible we have some of the funniest API comics uh, who are available that night and within the Southern California region and uh, there will be drinks provided by Asahi Beer with your entry so come on out and then check
1: that out Saturday is the Empower Creative Leadership Conference which is our day-long creative Leadership Conference, where we bring in the top Asian-American uh, creatives, executives, leaders for a day of workshops, panels, and mentorship sessions. Which is going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, keynotes are John M. Chute, director of Crazy Rich Asians. We have up Lisek, the uh, showrunner of Bajillion Dollar Properties.
0: She was in the office, Parks and Rec, and I was recently watching I Love You, Man. She's in that as well. <laughs> She's awesome yeah. and really funny. We have Dave Gonzalez, who's the creator and founder of World of Dance.
1: You might have heard of it. It's only the Just biggest show on bit. TV this past year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have um, Brad Jenkins. the um,
0: He's pro- executive producer of yeah. Funny or Die.
1: Funny or Die DC and a former Obama staffer.
0: And he's also the co-founder of Run API, which is uh, to get Asian Americans into politics and to get them mobilized. And he's co-founder alongside Chloe Bennett.
1: Yeah. FYI. And we have a bunch of other great panels, too many to list, but check out our website for more information, um, empower.collaboration.org. But that all leads to Sunday, which is Collaboration Star 2017, our flagship finale showcase, the finale of our nationwide talent search for the next big Asian-American performing star.
0: Yes, and um, we have amazing guest performers. We have G. Yamazawa will be coming out. John Chung. We're doing a very special collab with Tim Atlas and Melissa Polinar. More people will be added. It's all happening still, so come on out. You guys can still go. There's time um, to go to empower.collaboration.org. If you are a student and or an aspiring creative, if you want to work in arts, media, entertainment, apply for the scholarship cuz you can come to the whole weekend for free.
1: Yeah. Please
0: tell other people about this. I I kid you not. This is so important that the word gets out there. We are excited because we have NBC Universal, Comcast NBC Universal <laughs> as our title sponsor and they will be sending executives to come speak and attend the entire weekend. So we want to show you know this is a really great opportunity to show not only our own community but also and our artists but also to hollywood executives to their faces interact with them and show them how much this matters to us that diversity matters that we show up in numbers to support everybody so y'all need to help us get the word out this is my specific request (laughs) of all of you.
1: Yeah, check it out. You can still buy tickets. Early bird prices are still in effect for the rest of the week at empower.collaboration.org. And remember, if you're a student, apply for a scholarship, you can turn the whole thing for free.
0: Yes. Or if you're a student of acting or, you know, this is not just like if you're in
1: college. If you consider yourself a student of... Or an aspiring creative.
0: Aspiring creative. There you go. (laughs) And um, just check out the lineup. It's incredible. Also, um, we ask that you RSVP to the Facebook event and share. We have awesome promo videos coming out every day. So um, please share that and get the word out.
1: This is literally what we've been working on every day for the last like three months I
0: mean no yeah and also this is an every year thing so it's kind of like for the last year
1: (laughs) um yeah so check it out um the website again is empower.collaboration.org um the clock is also a proud member of the potluck podcast collective a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the asian american community um check out all of our great programs at podcastpotluck.com. um every week i like to highlight a different show from our collective and this week i wanted to highlight books and boba Uh, books and boba is another podcast that i host um, which is also a book club that covers works by asian and asian american authors this past week we released our september book club discussion episode um on rachel kong's goodbye vitamin that Minji was a part of our discussion and we had a really great talk about just family and being a millennial and and family and relationships and
0: family family.
1: Uh, so please check it out Uh, you can check out that podcast and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective again by going to the website podcastpotluck.com and on that note um, let's get you back to the show And welcome back to the collabcast. Um, it's episode 141. Um, hopefully you're hanging with us. I know that was a heavy um first segment. And we're gonna have a quick, I think we're gonna just do like a quick like 15, 20 minute discussion on this this next thing. But I the moment I saw
0: We need to give it due notice. I, know. I mean, like we have to give it proper shrift.
1: The like moment I saw the post on my Facebook, I knew we just had to talk about it. My heart is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for those of you who missed in the first half, um aim aim is dead. Aim is dying. AOL is pulling the plug in on December 15th. Um so say goodbye to your your SNs, say goodbye to that closey door sound and the,
0: boom. Dude, I had a whole variety of like whatever my little <laughs> notifications honestly that was like with the phone you know when you could yeah. personalize it people had so many options it was great so for, oh i'm
1: gonna cry <laughs> for a lot of us um aim which is aol instant messenger was our first welcome yeah. you have got mail even well i didn't really have aol but i had aim and it was our, our first um foray into digital messaging because this was back before. i didn't have a phone until college Right. Really? Yeah, I couldn't text anybody. Wow! I didn't have a pager.
0: I had a pager. See, this is I had too much technology. <laughs> uh,
1: well, you're also like a year under me, so maybe that's like only <laughs> a year though. But yeah, for for I don't even think I had AOL AIM until like maybe sophomore year of high school. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't have like free like back then. There wasn't all this internet thorn. Throwing- like you had to pay a lot of money for really really sucky internet, and then all of a sudden, Net Zero came along, which gave you free internet as long as you had a stupid ad at all times. I but,
0: remember that. Yeah. We just had. I just remember the dial up sound.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fax machine sounds. <laughs> and then you're, you're, you're like you're aiming with when your when best when friend, when and all of a sudden connection lost
0: because your mom picked up the phone. Yep. You're like mom, or in my case, oh. <laughs> my! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean why i remember i remember specifically days where i would have like i would have a setup right? i'd have my my buddy list on the side which is like was like maximum like 60 people or like no no
0: people. that quickly grew
1: um if
0: there were limits it was pretty momentary
1: i remember having basically i had a, I had a setup where i had four windows open at all times uh-huh because this was before there were tabs, right? So like, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I layered it. I, I had a very specific, <laughs> beautiful tapestry of windows.
1: Yeah. And, and for, you could
0: ghost some people too, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, you the private be, mode. Yeah. I didn't really use that as much. Um, but, uh, just like
0: also portal into the back in time. I mean, the the aim, um, your, your profile yeah. was basically your Facebook page. It was where you could include everything or nothing that you wanted to include about yourself. And a lot of people would like turn that into, well, the AOL profile absolutely was like your Facebook. Yeah. And you could HTML that shiz and like make it super, super colorful. You could do like
1: sparkly things. Did you HTML that? I just remember being like ASCII, like kind of like well, font art, like word art.
0: Word art right. yes, but at some point there was a you could do they were they people kept hacking it. So oh. I remember I changed mine to like be blue and purple. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like one well, time you, I wanted to can, make it rainbow.
1: You can edit your I remember you can edit your your font color and background. So I remember right. mine's was my personal like font was green background with red I think it was Comic Sans.
0: Yeah, everyone did... Com- yeah. That's, that was the age of Comic Sans. <laughs> but the funny... And the, all my designer say, friends
1: like... Yeah,
0: I know. We're all like cringing shut now. Shut off. For me, it was it was small Comic Sans though. I didn't mm. want the thick, ugly Comic Sans. I want the skinny, cute, cute, petite, <laughs> feminine one. And then I remember like you would have to do the... Bra- the What's it called? The You know, the lesser than, greater than?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're the, all
0: yeah. that coding. Like we did low-key coding when I was in high school because I was like, I want my line to be... Blue God,
1: and it's been really great just looking at everyone's so everyone who this matters to, which is like a very specific subset of of people that are, just happen to be our peers because it's who we grew up with. Hearts. Like we were talking with um with our some of our office mates here, and they're like, "Oh, we use ICQ," which is like
0: that's Halo. To me, that's like that's Halo. And then
1: post Aim is like GChat. There's other like people exactly. Manager, right? So
0: after Aim was <laughs> GChat. And Facebook Messenger honestly is like the thing now. Yeah. I feel but, like Facebook Messenger replaced GChat.
1: Yeah, because I don't really use GChat anymore. I
0: use it occasionally,
1: but there was this period of time where where like you were on aim. AIM and you had some people had multiple aims. Some people had like their fake aim. It's like the Facebook profiles, right? Yeah, They had their their fake aim, which like their. Acquaintances knew is new and their real aim which they talked to their friends
0: well you could with. also leave your away message too so people would like if you had the luxury of having cable modem or you know like yeah. a T1 or whatever T3 connection that was not interrupted by your phone line you could then leave an away <laughs> message because you could just be online you could leave your computer online god that was but like that the was dream that was the dream I away
1: messages was a way to also like cryptically call out for like all support, the passive
0: aggressive right? <laughs> yeah
1: Like, you're either mad at someone, like, so mad right now, or like putting up like emo song lyrics.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like my dedication. Whoever I was like in love with at the time, either, you know, openly or secretively, I would leave them a beautiful little, you know, poem of song, yeah. song lyrics and make a rose with the at sign <laughs> and then the little thingy and then a hyphen, hyphen, and then the little squiggly thingy and then the hyphen, 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 hyphen.
1: Yeah. And my rose. We're kind of like going through our serum of consciousness, remembering everything we want about AIM because it's, it kind of feels like something's not like some, like an old friend is like leaving us forever.
0: Well, this is the other thing, too. It's like um, specifically because for me, when I think of AOL AIM, That era was very specifically the Asian pride time. Yeah. So it was very heavily connected with the the very specific subculture that we had of the, um, the, where we typed, which was uppercase, uppercase, lowercase, (laughs) lowercase, uppercase, lowercase. I know some of you youngsters have seen this stuff. That's where it comes from. It was from the late 90s, early 2000s, where that's just how we typed. We had our
1: buddy Icon, which like for a lot of people was like the... That was the, the Johnny Angel or what's the, yes. uh, the um
0: Johnny no. Well yeah. the Johnny Angel was like his probably his screen name. <laughs> but like that was a whole website. I just need to make a whole thing just dedicated to that.
1: I remember when you can upload like early gifts onto that and then everyone just started having oh, with like, the
0: sparklies, yeah. The stars twinkling. <laughs> it's like I give my heart to you, Rose. It was like a giant <laughs> rose. And that was just the times, and and I think that it's um honestly very significant to Asian American identity because to me, that was a very significant. I mean, I was in my very early, early adolescence, but mm-hmm. it was a very big key like moment of pride. Like genuinely, I was like, oh, I'm I'm Asian, man. Yeah. You know, Asian yeah. pride, son. Got rice. Like I put that on my stupid binder <laughs> and like draw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it was such a very like. It was a very significant culture where identity became a point of pride.
1: Yeah. And it was very It was definitely that era where we were, especially, and I think this is very specific to like San Jose, San Guerrero Valley, like California, Asian Um Yeah, I'm culture, curious if this was like right? in New
0: York. Like, did they do this in Queens and sure. in like Flushing, you know what I mean? I
1: mean, definitely my friends from Cupertino. We're going yeah. through this, my yep. friends... And That's like, me. That was literally San Diego me. Were all, Harnborough, like, we were all like we were in the throes of rice rocket culture <laughs> and like hot in poor nights. That's
0: what and, I was trying to school my little cousin about this. I was like, this is what led to Fast and Furious. That yeah. franchise would not <laughs> It You cannot remove that from the Asian culture of hot import nights. That was, like, the place to be. Yeah. Every guy and their mom – not mom. Every guy and their bro was, like, into cars and, like, souping up their Civic or their Integra or their
1: whatever. And even this, like – this happened during our, our adolescence, right? So it was a time when we were very, like, learning to talk to each other. Right. Right? And – like we, we like like I said, we didn't grow up with texting. We didn't grow up with line or or apps or messengers. This was our like we were being introduced to instant messaging as like teens. Yeah, and I remember. I remember vividly like the feelings you get when like that girl you liked signed on, right? Yes, had, like that special. Well, not for you, boy. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: yes, I made. Did you and have then this? You're
1: just like sup. <laughs> Why <did he> wait <laughs> like, are they gonna message me? And like the the starts like, okay, this one this came off of a way, so I need to wait five minutes yeah. to say yeah. hey. Oh
0: yeah, no. Or else,
1: till no, I'm waiting. I'm Strategy. Waiting.
0: It's the same thing on the, on Facebook Messenger. It's like, oh, they haven't been active for four hours. Like green light, what you know? <laughs> but it was more significant from that because you could put like a notification. Yeah. And for me, I had like oh god excuse me I had like a special buddy list just for like honest okay I'm just gonna reveal something I was kind of like at different times okay I wasn't committed but I liked multiple boys at once right and I would do like my love with like
1: a heart what that was your
0: I had a buddy list just for the guy that I liked. If it was you know, my boyfriend, it would just be one guy. But yeah. real talk, there there was a point, okay, where I had like three, four boys that I liked and they had their own little segment. Did they have so be their my, own, my loves.
1: Did they have their own sound when they yeah. came? Yeah. Well I
0: think I'm pretty sure that they did. <laughs> because I wanted to know if they were available. This was
1: back when I you customize like like, these days, I don't, I used to use default window sounds. But this is this is back in the day when you had themes, right? You can change your mouse clicker to, like, a different, different icons. Yeah. You different sign-in Mine sounds. Mine had a little trail
0: of stars. <laughs> <laughs> I was so girly back then. It's so nice that I was like, oh, how cute. But that was just oh. so cute. It was, like, a very special time. And I really, I I liken that. Besides the Korean K-pop of, like, my younger, like, I would say, uh, fifth grade onward was when I, like, I got really obsessed with K-pop, and so I feel like that was a time when I was very aware of my Korean roots. Uh-huh. But in terms of being Asian American, it all started with with AIM AOL, yeah, and just that era. And for I was sure
1: I've been listening to a lot of like because I listen to a lot of podcasts hosted by millennials because that's who I relate to. Yeah, and it wasn't it? isn't just an Asian thing like for us because we're, we were where we were right, that right, was right. where, the, where, the, where the, the, the overlap was right. but it was I our was, whole generation yeah I was listening to people from like who grew up in New Jersey who grew up in Chicago talking about th- these exact same things it's yeah. like yeah. Um, awkwardly waiting for your crush to come online or oh talking to your crush's best friend sure. in hopes to like for sure can you like you know like what's her SN you know like,
0: oh my god it's so embarrassing <laughs> I need to ask but her, so sweet I
1: need to ask uh, homework stuff Yes. Sure, you know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> hey, do you want to like, go library or something? Give me your screen name. I'll like let you know I'm going <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Uh, and it was such a way to humble brag too. With yeah. your away messages, like, sorry, um I'm at my job at In and Out or like that was like a big deal back in in high school when we had In N Out open up in Pleasanton, everyone wanted to work there.
1: And it was like it it's was a time badass. when we were really connected, but also not because we weren't connected twenty four seven. Right. Right. It was
0: really at your home base, whatever yeah. your home computer was.
1: Home base. Mom I'm coming online. <laughs> yeah. go online.
0: Stop going on the phone. Talk to grandma later. Bye. Go <laughs> online.
1: Open your Yahoo Mail. Open your AIM. Open all the um. That's all crazy. The, you didn't all have the AOL. Windows. I used that. To, well, my my family's like super cheap. Okay. You know, so we didn't want to pay for it, anything.
0: I see. This how spoiled I was. I didn't yeah. understand like what things cost. <laughs> it was simply a demand. I was like, give me my AOL. How dare you take it away from me?
1: I remember that one of my friends from high school was the first person to get. A cable modem Yeah and I remember I was like, I was like
0: Super jelly I was yeah. like Are you kidding me?
1: And um, Are you a prince? And he did What any good entrepreneur would do He used it to his advantage And became a Porno dealer <laughs> <at school>. Wow <laughs> He would burn DVDs <gasps> And sell them <laughs> Oh my god Because he, he had the DVD burner Or the CD burner It was a CD so burner So he hella rich Yeah <laughs> He did it okay <laughs>
0: And I remember at the time people who
1: went to high school with me would know who I'm talking about.
0: But like that was the time where you had to buy the 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 your, spindle. The, yeah. No, well, no, even like for your internet connection, mm. I remember I went to Fry's because I wanted to upgrade my computer. This is when we all had desktops. This was yeah. the age of the PC, right? And we all had desktops, and there was like a slot. Remember, like in the back, of do you, do you, did you ever do this stuff?
1: I we grew up with compacts, which is like the all-in-one computers, so we okay. so couldn't really upgrade. Oh my, yeah. my
0: background—I was, I was in Cupertino. Okay, <laughs> I, the stupid me didn't know until I was eighteen that that's where
1: that's Apple was, Apple was
0: headquartered. Anyways, um, but we would like engineer our own computer. I remember yeah, I would yeah. work on computers I had with my would friends. Build their own
1: computers, yeah. and we would like yeah, yeah. change, upgrade our our modems. Again, my family's super cheap; they just bought the cheapest. Like, yeah.
0: So I I had friends like that, but then my family, like, well, we were being cheap in a different way. We're like, well, we're not going to buy a new computer. We're just going to upgrade this existing one. So we would, like, deconstruct it and unscrew it and, like, go to Fry's, find the latest, like, That's amazing. I had a friend once who
1: built her own computer, but it wouldn't work. So she called our friend to come check it out. And then he opened it up and said, oh, yeah, I see the problem here. You didn't plug anything in oh no <laughs> <laughs> stuck everything in and thought it would work
0: see these are learning this is learning by experience no i didn't build my own computer i built it with the boyfriend at the time but yeah. it's still like it's really cool to reflect on them like oh i helped build my computer yeah and we were like i was learning about how to get the right modem for the right connection to the phone and having an ethernet um cable versus the phone line. yeah those were different so anyway i'm just saying like it really was a very empowering time and it was really fun and I'm really sad that it's over. I kind of want to like revitalize AIM again just did you to keep ever, it alive. Did you ever
1: log your AIM chats? Yes, I, I never did, did that. Yes, so I don't have did. anything to like...
0: I logged yeah. and I don't know where the hell they are.
1: <laughs> this is how crazy back then it was. It's so like the cloud. For you like, kids out there, we had to get an extra third-party application just to log to like to save our chat logs. It didn't save automatically. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, there are steps <laughs> for sure. But like it's it was just such a gateway to like yeah. the age of technology. I oh, just think it's so sweet. I just had
1: this like shudder of feeling cuz I remember speaking of like waiting for that person you want to talk to to come online, but like leaving the go somewhere and coming back and seeing that flashing window. Yeah. That signified that they replied.
0: It's the most satisfying feeling. <laughs> they what did they say? And then you go and they're like, "Hey." And you're yeah.
1: like,
0: Score. <laughs> My life. I'm so happy now. Uh, Everything works. Everything's great.
1: And like, just the, it's like the, as you're, as you're signing off, like the saying good night to everybody. Oh my sure God.
0: Is there, was there a way, was there like a hack so you could just goodnight everybody? At this? No, you couldn't, I just huh? I
1: typed goodnight. I everybody.
0: copy pasted. <laughs> See, it was like, these are the challenges that make you a more efficient person. I know. These kids
1: these days, they don't know. They just have to emojis. Group. They just group message. Like, yeah. But they
0: have group chats then too. It was all, it was such a fun learning experience. Honestly, you know what? They might revitalize it. Who knows? Who knows? They're trying to kill it and then enough people of nos- with a nostalgic like heartbreak. But, like thinking,
1: what, we're what, revitalizing What AIM, aim. did like, Line and WeChat and Cal- they do so Don't much care. better now. There's
0: enough people who care about their preserving the nostalgic remnants of their adolescence. That there, I think there's enough people that would keep it alive.
1: Even nostalgia, like cause, yeah, because we are entering.
0: Think of how many millions of people used it, even if a fraction. That's enough to like justify some ad revenue. Yeah,
1: I was I kept Aim on for a long time because that's what my friends would use. Okay, um, like I I only stopped using it maybe. This last time I changed my computer.
0: Okay, you know yeah. what? I'm going to say, sorry, we didn't even talk about this, but the screen names themselves. Yes. We still haven't talked about that. And that might be a closing thing because we talked
1: about this for a long time. And that's the awesome thing about right now is you look, you, you look at your, or my, I look at my Facebook feed and you see all these people like, RIP, AIM, here is like, here were my screen names right 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 so like and
0: and that's that's honestly that's basically what your instagram handle was yeah and there was again such a like a super boy 14 or see, like, mine was
1: super boring i never like did anything really really crazy with it What was it called? it was just my my chinese name oh Mei Hong. which um after a while like at some point i realized could be misinterpreted as something dirty because it's m-e-i-h-u-n-g
0: uh, but, <laughs> but you didn't think of that when you're yeah. innocent and, and lovely Mm. See again for the Asian American enthusiasts out there. There was just like again that that uh, subculture was part of the screening mm-hmm. era, right? Yeah, and it was the A Z N, and of course lowercase a, uppercase Z, lowercase N, but like Asian whatever, Asian baby rocket or like Asian well, rice girls, it's rocket. Like, yeah, it's like
1: like Angel Girl or right. Mine was Chunta two five zero,
0: which was Angel X O. <laughs> In pager code So yeah uh,
1: I remember one of my best friends Was like Rage of Inferno
0: Mine was kimchi First one was kimchi girl <laughs> 637 So it was like kimchi girl My brother My, my younger brother
1: His was Azen punk
0: See? That's what, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It was like a, such a unique way of like unity, of like solidarity, yeah. of falling into this trend, that trend, at least amongst Asian-Americans. And I feel like that's, it's just so special because it was like this spark Especially
1: of- Especially in like in car culture it's like it. evil driver or like-
0: <laughs> You know, whatever. But it's just a very sacred time. So I think there's a lot of nostalgia happening and a lot yeah. of like reflection on like, wow, what I was like when I was- 15 and yeah
1: which is like you, you're the worst
0: and i was obsessed with like daniel from from bio class and like oh my god he would like we would talk until like 2 a.m and i would get you know i'd sneak online because the computer was in my room and no one would be using the phone at that time blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> special times
1: oh good times um if you have your own aim memories um Please email us. We'd love to hear that. I
0: want to know everyone's screen name. (laughs) I want to know everyone's screen. So share this episode. You know, use the hashtag, tag us at collaboration, tag Marvin and me if you want. We'd love that. And also, just put your screen name in the thing. I'm going to share mine. Yeah, it's going to be great.
1: And on that note, I'll, that'll do it for this episode of The Collabcast. Thanks for hanging on with us. I know we started a little heavy, but hopefully you got some some light levity towards the end. Um, pouring out for AIM. We're going to miss you. Please come back sometime, someday. Um, and on that note, um, please subscribe, rate, review us. You can subscribe to The Collabcast on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play Music, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to email us. Um, the email us at podcast at clawdirection.org. We always hope to hear from you. Our theme song for this episode is um, provided by Clara C. So thank you so much. Shout out to Clara. And yeah, that'll do it. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye.
0: What you looking for boy? you? So high.